Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and this is the show where I bring to life the true failures, the true successes, and the true learnings from recruiters and recruitment business owners. My mission is for this podcast to become the place for recruiters to learn from others and to give a real insight into what it's like to work in the industry so those considering a career in recruitment know exactly what they're getting into. In this episode, I'm joined by George Barnes, who is one of the founders of Hamilton Barnes. Now, I was really impressed uh, with George's um, work ethic, mindset, um, we really dived into the structure of his day. Um, really successful biller, young entrepreneur, started uh, his own agency uh, in his early 20s, um, has now grown it to be a really profitable business um, and has real ambitions to grow the company. Um, as I mentioned, what, what I was really impressed with was George's discipline. Uh, we really dive into the structure of his day. We talk about meditation, dealing with the, the real tough times, um, and overall just had a really uh, good chat. So I'm excited for you all to listen to this one. Um, and before um, I let you enjoy the episode, again, if uh, you are getting some sort of value, uh, hopefully you are, uh, from this uh, podcast, I've seen a few of you already leave a, a review, so thank you. Uh, but if you do have the time, um, it'd mean the world to me if uh, you could leave um, a review on the Apple store. Um, it's going to enable me to reach more people, um, which uh, I want to in uh, 2019, and you can help me uh, do that. Now, again, I think I'm going to make this um, uh, a common thing uh, from the episodes, is if you listen to this podcast... Um, feel free to, to post on LinkedIn and tag me with your key learnings from the episode. Let's, I, I want all of you to start sharing your opinion online and this could be a real easy way for you to start. Um, so if you have any key takeaways or key learnings um, from this episode, then please do uh, post it on LinkedIn, tag me, tag George, whoever, uh, but get sharing. Um, and the last thing is, if you'd like me to answer, not answer, sorry, ask any particular questions uh, for future guests, I have a number of questions from people which I have saved on my laptop, which um, I have in mind now every time I do have someone in the studio. Uh, but if there's any questions, topics, things that you want me to cover uh, with these people on the podcast, then please do get in touch um, and feel free to get in touch with George um, on LinkedIn um, if you have any questions for him as well. Enjoy. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz. Uh, we're in nice and early this morning. I'm with a, an early riser. Um, I'm joined by um, George Barnes, who is the co-founder of Hamilton Barnes. Morning. wonder where you uh, got the name from. Uh, <laughs> and um, basically, George, as I was just saying, where, where I always, always like to start, uh, thanks for coming in firstly. Nice. Um, Pleasure. Obviously, you gave me a lift. That's the first time anyone's done that. Yeah. So, appreciate that. And, um, but yeah, so 
where I always like to start is how how did you uh, get into uh, the mad world of recruitment? How how did that happen? The very mad world of recruitment. So yeah, um, yeah a bit of a funny story actually. So left school. School wasn't really for me. Yeah. In the sense that. I think school's fantastic if you want to go to university, sure. you want to strive in those, you know, you want to, I don't know, potentially become a lawyer, you want to study something very specialist. Yeah. But I went to school and I just wasn't engaged yeah, yeah. Um, in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, I found that school was sometimes quite slow. Yeah. Um, I'd pick things up quick and then, you know, you'd be waiting for, for, for the rest of the, the class to develop and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so left school with, you know, good, medium grades, yeah, yeah. I'd say. Um, started off so the first actually I'll, I'll take it back a step go on go on um, I've heard of a charity called City Gateway okay that are based in East London which is where I'm from yeah um, got on a basically a scheme to do an MVQ in personal training okay bit random <laughs> I was a lot better looking then <laughs> love that <laughs> which isn't hard um, and um, I basically did the MVQ uh, which which was really really good City Gateway great charity as well yeah, if you yeah. come across them um, and basically got a job working in a gym yeah yeah LA Fitness in Leadenhall Street okay which is where I was working so um, started off doing so this is why you was at school or straight out of just, school just after I left oh, cool, cool. Um, and I was doing personal training I quite quickly learned that Sales. Basically, the salespeople were not loads of money. Yeah. Um, oh, what? The people that you were p- training? No, so the salespeople that worked in the gym selling memberships. Like memberships, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was a little bit unsure initially, but they were looking for salespeople. So I did some. Per- I did personal training for about six months, and then yeah. I was like, oh, the salespeople look like they're, they're yeah, fun, yeah, yeah. you know, they have a good laugh. And basically- Did you ever think to get into sales then? Or- no. It just, yeah, okay. never. Yeah. No. I like people. I've always liked people. You're quite confident, like talk when you're going out, talk talk to people and all that. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And I think particularly with the personal training, you have to go out to people on the gym floor. Oh, of course, mate, it sells. Yeah, 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 hundred percent it is. It is. Um, and uh, my first manager there, a chap called Chris Welch. Yeah. Um, he said you should do it, and I was like, oh, I'm a bit unsure because I think the thing was basically we. I was working as a personal trainer. They had a sales role. Yeah. If the role didn't work out as a salesperson, they were going to backfill my personal training role. I wouldn't have a job. Yeah, yeah. So I was like. Oh, and then I just thought, oh, do you know what, I'll do it. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so did it. That was really, really good fun. But I think the the frustration for me yeah, and what I also like about recruitment is every single month you start on zero. Yeah. That's sales. But when you're working in the gym, you're dependent upon inbound sales. So people walking into the gym, selling memberships, close yeah. them. Or going out in the street, it was as raw as getting people's phone numbers. Wow. Outside the train station. Great right. training ground for yeah, recruitment, right? Exactly. So um, we used to stand outside Fenchurch Street Station really? with a pen and paper, trying to get people's phone numbers. Wow, how's seven- that? Oh, that'll tough you off a bit, wouldn't it? I got a lot better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah, very. Because like before, like, I had a similar thing, but my experience was, um, we'll call it Mallorca, but it was, it was Magaluf, yeah, and yeah. Um, I, end- I ended up working there, abroad there for two years running. And before that, again, I went to um, school, college. And I was uh, the last year of college. I don't know. Was was EM? Did you not go to college? Yeah, I did like a few months. Yeah, yeah, and then you were like, nah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I did. I did three years at college, and because um, I was still like, I have no idea what I wanted to do. Yeah, of course. Um, young. The last year, I actually did a year of plumbing. Random. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which, literally, which led really well into this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, so I still had no idea what I wanted to do. So I was just doing the odd job. I was, I was. Um, 
yeah, I was just doing the the normal full time. I think what was I doing before I went away? Um, delivering pizzas at Domino's. That's what I was doing. Decent. Yeah, and then um, went abroad, and basically I landed myself a job pretty pretty similar. Where I basically I had to um, sell tickets for an event, and I made no money unless I sold tickets. I got ten euros per ticket. Perfect. Pretty decent. Yeah. Never done it before. Absolutely shit my pants every time I had to go up to people because I literally had to stop people in the street yeah. and say well try and drum up a conversation and give them a pitch and I was so bad at it at the start yeah. but by the by the time I went home I was decent and I was like alright oh, sales is uh, sales is what I'm up for so um, I can definitely relate to that it's tough yeah there's very few people that go through the education system even aware of sales as a career mm. like full stop which I think frustrates me I know part of my because in my opinion everything is sales yeah 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 do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to sell yourself on a daily basis yeah. to whoever that is, even if it's just like having um, trying to build f- um, friendships or relationships with people. Like you have to try to let your mum let you play out, yeah, or whatever, yeah, you know, literally anything. Like so, yeah, I couldn't agree more. So you did that. That uh, fair play to doing that. That yeah. must be tough. So you did. How long did you do that for? Uh, year. Okay. Um, then I like talking to people, like doing sales. I joined a few guys up to the gym um, that. Funny enough, worked for S3, obviously, oh, wow, okay. um, which is natural because we were based on Leadenhall Street, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Orgtel's offices were on Leadenhall Street, which was oh, the brand. Okay. Yeah. Um, and whenever you know these guys come into the gym, they're really, really good guys. I got along with them really, really well. Yeah, yeah. They're always up for having a laugh, yeah. and it, they always just come in really late, so I knew they worked hard. Right? They <laughs> yeah, always be yeah. in the gym at like quarter to nine, yeah, and yeah, half yeah. eight, and stuff like that. Um, so get chatting to them. Always have a chat with them when they're in there. Help yeah. them like in the gym floor. Have a yeah. laugh with them. Um, basically just used to take the mickey out of them every time he used to come in which he loved um, and then one of them James Dimitri who yeah. still works he works at Real okay. uh, in the US now um, he said have you ever thought of getting into recruitment and I was like oh that's it as soon as I, you hear that mate I was like what he was like I was like, so there's a job getting people jobs <laughs> and he was like mate honestly it's mental and I was, he was like it's very how many years ago is this what nearly 10 years ago now. really okay yeah, cool. so quite a long time ago yeah um and he basically explained to me, gave me an analogy of you've got, you know, X person. He used the analogy of a personal trainer. So Jim approaches you because they're looking for a personal trainer. What you do, you can either go out and find the personal trainers using X, Y, and Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you get a really good personal trainer. You ring around all the gyms to try and get the job. So pretty similar. Fair enough, fair enough. And I, I got it. I was like, all right, that makes yeah. sense. That's good. Um, he then put me in contact with my now business partner, Nick Barker, wow. um, who was director of Orgtel at the time. Yeah. Um, Nick was in the process of leaving Orgtel after he was Futures, S3, Orgtel for years and yeah, years yeah, and years. Yeah. Um, obviously, they'd had the success they'd had and things were changing and kind of wanted to start something new. So um, I interviewed for Nick when he just joined Jam Recruitment, okay. um, who it was at the time. And um, it, was, it was a perfect time to get in because it was Nick my memory's a bit patchy nice. what maybe one or two other people in the office max oh really um yeah up in holborn uh that's where the first offices were this is a real start yeah but they had a they have an office in manchester with 50 people oh, right, okay, but they were okay. starting up london yeah, yeah nice um so the chap that owns it john um he they'd worked together at computer futures john had gone off and started jam many years before yeah but had never gone after like a london operation to yeah. really go for it okay so nick was looking perfect opportunity come up and uh yeah, unbelievable. Great company. Yeah. Yeah, really, really good company. So, really- how, how, so how many years did you stay there? So you joined them, um, you joined them yeah? Yeah, so yeah, How yeah, long yeah. did you stay there? Three, four years, maybe. Okay. 
a real solid length of time in your first recruitment job, right? Which I think really helps, doesn't it, in terms of giving you that ground and that foundation to whatever you end up doing. One hundred percent, yeah. And I think it that was all down to Nick. Um, really, I think a lot of people join recruitment businesses, and because the leaders they work for are very stressed, very high strung, mm. and uh, natural, they've got pressure. You yeah, know, you yeah, get yeah, pressure sure. from maybe the board. You're getting pressure to hit targets, etc., mm. etc. Nick took all that pressure off the whole office. Love that. Nick was walking around really stressed, but he yeah, wouldn't tell anybody yeah, yeah, type yeah. thing. So, um, so was he a biller? Um, no, no. So he was manager director of contracts. Okay. Um, and I think. Um, I think what that then allowed to do is the people beneath Nick, i.e. me, I never at any point thought I was going to get sacked. And that's the biggest thing, is mm. the fear and the stress. Why? How? Why, why, did, you, why did you not think that? I don't know. Was, it, was looked, you doing well, though? Yeah, right, right. I was doing deals. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. And probably for the first year, I was good. Okay. You was all right. I was, I was good. I wasn't amazing. Yeah. I wasn't rubbish. I was good. Yeah. And... And I think back, and partly the reason why, what I want to, what I do on my business yeah. is I don't ever want anybody to feel like they're going to get sacked. Yeah, I don't want anybody to feel, if you're working hard, I'll look after you. Yeah, I'll yeah. always look after you because you, you need coaching, you need training. That's my fault. Yeah, if yeah, you're struggling yeah. and you're working hard, it's my fault. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I need to help you. Yeah. No, we'll, um, we'll uncover that because I think, I think that that's the mind. It's a, that's more of a mindset that you're talking about. That you're you're willing to take complete accountability, and you're not yeah. willing to point the finger, which yeah. I think is is the right thing to do, isn't it? So I guess what what I'm always interested in, and I always like to ask. So you said you was good in those uh, early days, but like how how difficult were those first twelve months? Because for me, I think that look, only one in three people stay longer in um, only one in three people stay longer than twelve months in recruitment. Yeah, yeah. And I think a big factor of that is what goes on in those first 12 months, obviously. Yeah. So what? how was that first 12? So you said that you never felt like you were going to get sat, which obviously helps. Really good, yeah. Um, so you didn't, I guess you weren't feeling like enormous pressures and those sorts of things. So you had a bit more freedom. and yeah. those. So how were those first 12 months for you? I thought about leaving quite a lot. Yeah. Um, because I definitely do. did, yeah. Yeah, because it is. When you just like- have loads of shit days in a row. Oh, yeah, 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 all the time. I still have them now. <laughs> you know, literally. Why am I doing this? I know, literally. Like, I think it was about three or four, probably about three or four weeks ago. Yeah, mm. I'd like three. What was the moment where you nearly quit then? <sighs> I don't need to quit. So there was, um, so my, fir- my first placement was complete by fluke. Yeah. The guy that I placed had come, I rung him on a Saturday, yeah. commitment. I was in the office on a Saturday. <laughs> Love that. Right. And um, I rung him on a Saturday and the candidate I rung wasn't looking but their friend had retired five years before, but was looking to get potentially out of retirement. What? I was like, what? Right. One of those one, one of those stories it, the, you're not sure the, about. The client was Volkswagen, so okay. the vacancy. That oh, sorry, was you doing perm or contract? Perm. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I was brought in through contract, but at the time, because because of the market and the way the financial crash, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it just wasn't conducive. Okay. Um, and the chap that I placed, I placed him at Volkswagen. Yeah. Which is a random customer to pick up your first client. <laughs> um, I placed with Volkswagen, and he was commuting two hours Whoa. and a half. Two, he was commuting, commuting from Newark to Slough every day Whoa. from Nottingham. Whoa! And um, the only reason he did it is he wanted to get out of retirement, and he was basically just looking to earn some extra money. Yeah. And uh, Volkswagen gave him a car on a fuel card. Oh, nice! So it was free travel. Wow. And he, he basically was like, I like to sit in the car anyway. I quite like to listen to music, get up early. And last I checked, I, 
don't quote me on this. On LinkedIn, he's still there. Love that. <laughs> um, so that was a bit of, that bit of luck. Yeah, so you're yeah, like, oh yeah. my God, you're buzzing. You think you're really good. Yeah, because and then you think every placement, why can't every placement be like that? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm really good. Obviously, that's what happens. But yeah, then you yeah. get that kind of peak and you're yeah. like, right, I'm really, really good. good. And oh yeah, everything, you know, you've got the Midas touch. Everything's all going really, really well. Yeah. My next placement drops out. Yeah. So you offered him, you got, did he get a counter off the door? Oh, he just didn't tell me. Oh. So literally, <laughs> I've done the placement, yeah. accepted, signed the contract, competitor, literally over the road. Great. I'm still in touch with Canet now. He's a really, really good guy, actually. Yeah. And um, we all put that behind us many years later. <laughs> and um, and uh, he took the job, accepted it, signed the contract, due to start, rung him up, oh, yeah, I'm really, really good, really looking forward to starting. Just didn't turn up on his first day. Wow. Wow. Hate them ones. Um, yeah. Uh, luckily... Uh, it wasn't great with the, obviously the client because they didn't use agencies very often either. Mm. Um, but I managed to flip them into a customer. Nice, love that. So what? So what? What period was there? Anything that literally you you had to look in the mirror and be like, well, no, I have got to carry on. So like, was there a, was there a moment where you nearly quit in those first twelve months, or was it? I, th- I think it, I think it was a lot of little bumps all yeah. the time. There was a lot. So it's of, con- it was constantly up and down, up and down. It, it's it's one of these things, right? So the whole concept of recruitment is quite a hard thing to get your head around mm. if you've never done it. Yeah, and it's just you've gone from when you when I was doing the personal training, I knew what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. And then you go and work in the industry, don't know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. To a certain degree, you get your training, you get obviously your development, but there's nothing that can prepare you for when you're on the phone and a client says one thing and you go. What? what? Yeah, that's or, what I think. That that's I think that's what those twelve months are for, though, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah. essentially, the, those twelve months. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you can do all the um, role plays, you can do all the training you want, you but like you, that the best way. That that's how my director got me to learn. I was on the phones the first day, and but just speaking to candidates, and then again, it would be, yeah, it'd be learning as to like how. To, but as soon as you deal with one scenario, you're then best equipped to then deal with that in the future. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think that that's why. Um, those 12 months I think that if you're in a business where if they're, if they're just encouraged to take the right actions and do the right things and you're not yeah. worried about shit happening my targets whatever then they have a lot better of a chance of staying longer and, and being more successful yeah um what was your uh, training like then? What, so, what sector did you? What sector was that exactly? Same was as just... what I do now, so computer networking. All oh, right, okay, um, that's good. Yeah. So did you get training on the sector? Because you said that you didn't really know what you're doing, but no, you no. said you just learned from the so candidates. I, so, I basically, I joined. Yeah. And Nick was like, so you'll be the first person doing IT at Jam. Because oh, they wow. did engineering, uh, HR, yeah, yeah, aerospace. They did loads of different So you headed up the IT division? Uh, well, it's not, <laughs> not that glamorous. Um, and um, basically, you could do IT. Yeah. Um, go away, do some research this weekend, have a think about what you want to do in IT. And I was, I was like, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so I sat down, I had to think about it. I looked online, I was yeah. having a look around. And obviously, IT is a massive space, but oh, particularly yeah. what I liked about computer networking is that it, particularly Cisco, which is the market leader in computer networking, okay. they have certifications that would tell you as a recruiter what this person is specialised in and to what level they're graded, oh. like CCNA, CCMP, CCIE, CCIE's top, CCMP. Yeah, is and like there's no, there's no bullshit in that. Like that's yeah. Study material's got a lot better, so people can get certifications and they've got skills in it. Yeah, but. I looked at it and I thought, like, Microsoft, every single person on their CV has got Microsoft. Like, they've got a couple of certifications. Yeah. So you but... tried to look for a niche. Or yeah. Like, yeah, look for something different. And that was the thing. I think, particularly, I wanted to I wanted to pick something that other people weren't really doing and they yeah, weren't. smart, yeah. 
uh, the te- that technology powers the internet, which yeah. was getting bigger and bigger at the time, yeah. um, and still is. Um, and when I first started out, I was like, right, so I've got this guy. He wants like basically 70K, but he's yeah. only got CCNA. That doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. And you can kind of piece the bits together. Yeah, because yeah. If, you, if you don't know what you're looking for, which when you start, you don't, you can yeah. do your research and obviously ask people questions. Yeah, yeah. I found it was quite good asking candidates. Yeah, yeah, you learn a lot from that. That was yeah. that was going to be my next question because the advantage I had was I worked in insurance and I recruited in insurance, so, yeah. that, so that really helped me. Oh, really? But yeah, so but there's there'll be a lot of people out there that go into an industry that they might just be slightly interested in or they want to get into uh, recruitment and they ended up in a sector which they know nothing about. So I guess you, I'm sure you have people now that join your business that don't know anything about what you're talking Everything about. Right. So what what's your advice for people to um, the best way to to get skilled up as quickly as possible? In that, in the set that they're recruiting for, do you uh, think? so what I found is quite good. So initially, when I joined, I bought Cisco networking for dummies. Okay, so actually do the legwork and actually learn about you your set. You, you have, have to do it. it. You have to do it. You actually like, go out of your you way to, to learn about particularly it. Particularly if you want to sound credible mm. with senior stakeholders, it makes such a difference. And particularly as well, recruitment gets a bad rap yeah. because a lot of people join and leave, and a lot of people's recruitment experience is of somebody that's got three, four months experience that hasn't done the legwork. Yeah, so you have to do it. Like. More, more than anything, it'll, you'll get experience over time and the pieces will click together yeah, over definitely. time. But it's just being able to understand kind of how it hangs together. Yeah, yeah. Um, it will give you a competitive edge as well. Like if you, like, again, I reckon you'll have more of an idea than me because you're, you're, you now um, employ people for your business. But if you, if you generally, when you start, if you spend X amount of hours each week learning about your sector, I guarantee you the majority of people, your competitors aren't doing that do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. so like it will give you a competitive advantage if you genuinely do really understand their world and you can pick up on certain keywords and those sorts of things and as you said it it builds that credibility when you when you under, it definitely helped when I really understood insurance instant credibility for sure yeah. because candidates and clients feel like alright okay this, this, this guy actually understands what we're doing and what we're talking about um, do you think that helped you stick like well, when you like in your first job because obviously you said yeah, yeah I mean yeah as in 100% I think it just helped me. Um, it helped. It helped with my confidence. I think when I was Good. speaking to people, yeah, which helped. And then I think, um, yeah, I think people. I I always said to people that I understand. I understand your world. I understand what you do. Mm. And I think that that matters because yeah, I th- I'm sure there's a lot of recruiters out there who are just focused on if they have the right skills and not focused on if they actually understand that person and if you actually understand the the sort of um, challenges that come with their job, yeah. there's a lot more to relate to and there's a lot more to understand and you can actually draw on certain points which you can then use to say, well, I've got this company that actually that, that won't be a challenge there and they can help you with that. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? I th- that, that will help a lot. I think 100%. I think there's a few pointers for for people as well. I think we we have technical people come in and do workshops with our consultants. Oh, which nice. is awesome. Like Great you know, investment. candidates and clients you've got on with for years, yeah. and you explain the you explain the benefit in them. Also, it, it would only be an hour's investment from them, but if it then means on the flip side that the consultants are going to find better people and the conversation is going to be more credible, yeah. you have to do that. And also Great as idea. well, uh, the end of the month, me and um, a few of the guys in the team are going to Cisco Live in Barcelona. Oh, I think I saw your post on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. so. Um, but basically, uh, that that's a massive, massive, massive es- expo they run once a year where basically everybody from the whole of Europe, they do one in the US, one in Europe, and everybody from the whole of Europe goes there. And we're going to be doing all the technical sessions as well. Really? Because we want to see what it's about. Obviously, I've tempered it all and I've contacted oh, right, them. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. But I, w- I want to see. So yeah, what, what, experience the, what, what experience do the engineers have? How does it work? Yeah. Like, like 
explain it to me, break it down for me. Yeah. Like the, you know, the, the people that be working at Cisco will obviously be dealing with really highly technical people, but I'll be like, we're not technical. But explain to me what's the benefits of it? Yeah, how yeah. does it work? How and does it and work I think I think look, I think that's great. And I think yeah. we we used to in, in we used to get involved in those types of things in insurance. And I think at the end of the day, if I'm a can if I'm if I'm um, someone who's looking for a job and I'm speaking to someone who I can tell is actually um, enthusiastically trying to understand my world, yeah. I'd rather work with someone like that. Do you know 100%, what I mean? So 100%. I think yeah. if you're just sitting there just worried about getting placements and just worried about getting numbers on the board and, and those sorts of things, I think, again, it comes down to having a competitive advantage. I think that if I'm speaking to a recruiter who I feel like is just focused on getting me a new job or focused on helping me get a new job but also actually having a real interest in what I do mm. – like I know who I'm going to probably have a better experience with. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, so how did the next couple of years go then? Did you get into management or did you just continue getting better or what, what was the, the journey? So, um, so basically started off doing 360 from day one, yeah. which I don't recommend. I don't think it's the best approach. Yeah, I just did candidates for yeah. about six months. Yeah, which I think is perfect. Resource mm. then into yeah. 360, I think it's best. Um, so I did 360 um, and then... Basically, was pulling more jobs than I could fill, yeah. which is a, a good thing. Um, picked up a specific area, mapped out the customers, um, went after it yeah. like in a good structured structured way, and um, yeah, then basically started hiring a team. Initially, as kind of resourcer type, like. So, when did you start managing? So you had to get people year, under you. A year, a year, really? Maybe a year, yeah. Wow, okay, um, so quite quickly. Yeah, they were direct, like, like in the sense that did, was you pushed to do it, or did you like? No, I like I like helping people, like, yeah. and, I, and I get along particularly. So James, who still works for me now, yeah, which is good. He's just in New Zealand. Hope you have a nice time, mate. Uh, <laughs> what is that, James Dean? James Dean, yeah, because yeah. he, he reached out to me. Yeah, did he? Yeah, yeah. Good to lad. Say about the podcast and stuff. Yeah, decent. Okay. Um, great name. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, so he was one of your first hires. He was my first hire, and he stayed with you. Still there now. Love that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, and then um, for me, it wasn't necessarily about managing people it was about making a band of people that all get on and mm. i like teams and i like yeah, yeah, yeah. even like what last week like my team had a really one of the guys that well it's one of the teams that works for me have a, had a really, really good week and they were like oh it's going really really well i went come here and we just all hugged oh i, I love like, that come and, come and hug and they were like no i don't <laughs> want to hug i'm a hugger too man yeah, I, love that. I was like oh come and hug and they they're like this is weird i was like you love it i love that but that's just the way i am i'm like, yeah, I like yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really really invested in like teams and people and it was just like the kind of natural progression um yeah. okay so i guess as you said because you started this sort of whole sector from scratch you were ended up getting a lot of jobs and it only made sense that well hang on i got jobs if i had someone just dedicated to finding people for these jobs yeah you're gonna obviously grow the desk and, and grow that part of the business right yeah, yeah okay cool so um i guess and then did you do that for the next three years just continue to build that team or build 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 did you build. always build yeah okay yeah all right yeah. Yeah. so how 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 was that challenge of hiring people then what what did you learn through that because i'm sure you had some um bad ones in there maybe i don't know but that what, what did you try and look out for in a, um, in, a, in a recruiter was it all non-experienced people that you yeah got? all non-experienced yeah, yeah. so what did you tend to gravitate towards to make sure that they had to i think i think particularly it was like key drivers and goals like i i, I need the people that join i want them to have like a clear 
plan around what it is they want to achieve in in their personal life. Yeah, let's be clear, not in their work life. Yeah, yeah. what do you want to achieve in your personal life? Because obviously, what's we're, motivating we're, them? Yeah, what's what's motivating you? Like, where where are you going? I, I want to see that they're methodical and that they've thought about that. Yeah. Um, also, as well, I want to see that when I meet them, I want to see if I get on with them because straight away, uh, I know it's quite easy to say that, but when they meet a client or they meet a candidate or whatever, or when they speak to people, a lot of the time you're ringing up people that know of you, but they don't know you and you haven't mm. got a relationship with them. And you have to be able to build rapport with them quite quickly. Mm. And I want to know that when I walk into the interview, I'm a really, really friendly interviewer, yeah. but I want to know that I can walk away feeling all fuzzy. Does that make sense? Like, no. because well, I want, what, do you, what do you mean? Like, no, like, so you know, sometimes like I met a chap the other week, yeah. a candidate and straight away I took a light for him. 100%. So the guy instincts you're on about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like okay, the guy instincts, yeah, yeah. And, uh, do you know what? I think it's part, You've got to learn to trust that in recruitment. I think Massively. it's partly because he was smiling at me the whole time. Even yeah. when he was talking, he was smiling at me. And you're yeah. like, oh, that's nice. It radiates <laughs> like good vibes, yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely, yeah. And he listens. And the points he made were like really, really credible. Yeah. And he was just really polite and really nice. Yeah, I love that. And I was like, yeah, you're a people person. Like straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then sometimes like I'll speak to people or I might meet somebody or whatever. Straight away because it gets my back up straight away yeah, and they'll yeah, say yeah. something and you just go nah not sure it, yeah yeah straight away so for me it's, so it's that really experience to trust I, that. yeah it's the experience I get fair it's enough. the experience that I assume they would then project when they do the job that's fair enough um, yeah that's fair enough so okay so let, let's fast um, forward a bit then so um, you did, and then you obviously left there what four years down down the road so mm-hmm. how, how long did you work in recruitment before you set up your own agency uh, yeah yeah four four and a half years Oh, right, okay, so then you went to another company. Yeah, I went to another company. I went to another company for nine months. Okay. Um, which, just for me, like, at the time, I, I know in hindsight, I wanted to start my own company, but... Well, after being in recruitment for four years? Yeah. I, 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 used to, I used to have dreams about it all the time, like reoccurring dreams. Really? Yeah, yeah. What was the um, dream like? To be fair, it's one of the things you can't really remember the dreams, can you? <laughs> but it was one of those things I used to wake up really galvanised, I wanted to start my own company. Really? And it used to happen all the time. Love that. Um... Like when I say all the time, I'm talking like twice a week, probably. Really? Um, and someone then, telling you, mate. Someone was telling you, you need to start. Something. I know exactly. <laughs> well, um, yeah, somebody, and probably myself. <laughs> and, um, and then, and then, basically, an offer come up to go and work for a business that was doing a similar industry to us, yeah. but wanted to start a London operation mm. type thing. You know, they had a couple of people in London, but they were a German focused yeah. business. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds like a fantastic opportunity. But on the surface, it all looked really, really good. It just wasn't for me. Yeah, it just didn't work like, out. Yeah. I shouldn't have done it. Yeah, like, yeah, in in hindsight, I should have done it. Like it was. Yeah, but you learn from those things, right? I learned a massive amount. I learned a massive amount about because I was sheltered, I think, from a lot of the the realities of running a business. And well, at the previous at Jam, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the business I went to for for nine months. I started to understand, you know, more of the business, invoicing, the business invoicing cash flow. Yeah, because that's one of the things, isn't it? When when people set up their own agency, they've just been billing normally that whole time. They've never even had to think about not enough business. Mm. Yeah, 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 it's not enough. Like, so, so what? So you've been thinking about it a lot, but was there any? What was the driver behind like wanting to start your own thing? Was it? Yeah. Was there any particular driver? What? Why was that? Why did you have? Because it's not for everyone, right? So. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, um, I think one, like, I. I love my job and I do love my job and I've yeah. always loved my job. Even when I worked at the company and it wasn't for me, I still love my job. Yeah. Um, so I think it was part, I think it was partly that. I think I, the billings I was doing were very good and I was like, do you know what? I think I can really, really build a business out of this, which, yeah. which is good. And obviously the financial benefits that come with that. Yeah. I think I wanted to make, 
the company I'd worked at firstly didn't just do networking. That frustrated me because... You wanted to really focus on your niche. I wanted to be a trusted brand. Yeah. You know, like if you want to go and buy a Ferrari, you don't go to car giant, do you? Yeah, yeah, I know. You go to Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wanted to be a Ferrari type supplier. You yeah, know, yeah, if you yeah. need network engineers... With it, with, yeah. with you it. really wanted to double down on like, I am a, I am your guy for this. Yeah, like when, yeah, like when you think of like, you know, really, really trusted brands, you know, like you don't say a vodka and energy drink, you say vodka Red Bull. Yeah, because they are the go-to people. Yeah, if you're yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And you look at what they're branding around extreme sports, and all yeah, this. Yeah. it's perfect. So no, you're right. I, and that particularly for me is I wanted to make a trusted brand, and uh, I just don't know. I felt like the time was right. Like I, I was with my now fiance. Yeah. Congratulations, Sarah. Um, <laughs> uh, recently, and um, we we were together, and she was really my rock. Okay. And I felt like, uh, right, you can't do our job if you haven't got a good personal life. I thought oh, it would really? struggle, I think, because it's all, like, and even Nick knows I always talk about my chi. So, like, some days I come in, I just go, oh, my chi's not right. I'm going to have to go for a, go have a cup of tea. Love that. And I just have to go and sit, like, go down the, down the coffee shop, have a cup of tea, then come back and go, all right, cool, I'm fine. Love that. Like, and I think having her really empowered me. Because you knew if anything went absolute tits up, I've got her and I'm, I'm sweet. And it's, yeah, Love and that. also as well, it's, like, stuff to consider. We've been together now six years. Yeah. We never argue. Really? Ever. You're lying. I swear my life. Mental, <laughs> mental, right? Yeah, We've yeah. got loads of the same interests. Yeah. We, we're constantly laughing all the time and we really get on. So like she's someone that you can really lean on if you if it got really bad. Yeah. And that's the Love thing. That. And I think, because particularly, I think it's but important. I don't think many people talk about that, you know. No, no, no. They need to. Up. I think that's yeah. good. Yeah, because that's the thing. I think, I don't think I could have done it without her. Love that. Because you can't, because I think when you're at work all day, and you know, if you're in recruitment, you know we have some really stressful days. Yeah, yeah. Like bad days. Yeah, really bad and, days. And, um, it's good to then be able to come home. She doesn't. She actually her first job ever was in recruitment. Okay. She done six months, obviously. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, she doesn't work in the industry anymore. But um, but I think it's important that when you come home, she's really not interested in recruitment. Yeah, which is perfect. I love that. No, <laughs> so I I know, I, 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 not recruitment. No, one hundred percent. know what yeah. you're saying. It's bit, so it's a bit weird because like I'm. I've got so I've got um, so I'm in a house share. Yeah. My girlfriend, who again knows absolutely nothing about recruitment, I couldn't agree more. That helps massively. Yeah. Um, but I moved. Um, so I connected with a guy when I moved up to London seven months ago. There's a guy called Tom Cotterill. Um, he's a recruiter. He okay. actually lives with me. So it's one of those things where sometimes when I get home, I am in the mood to like talk about recruitment and all what's going on. But then sometimes I'm like, nah. Chat. Yeah, I just I'm just not up for it. Yeah. But so I hundred percent get what you mean, definitely. Yeah. And I think I think that's great. So I guess what what was. For people out there who will definitely have certain fears around starting on their own or they'll have that voice in their head going, No, you can't do it, you can't do it. Like what what things were going through your head or that I don't know, did you that you learned that hang on, no, I can do this? Like what what was holding you back that actually when you got on the other side was like, why why was I even thinking like that? Do you know what I mean? Was there any particular things? Because I think when we spoke you mentioned you was quite young, didn't you? And like that was a bit of a factor. But yeah, I don't yeah. know what was there anything else that was really going. Nah, you can't do. You can't do this. I can't remember. If I, I was either twenty two or twenty three. Yeah. So I was young. Yeah. Um. I think particularly it was having Nick as well. So Nick's background has been director at you know top top recruitment companies for you know obviously the likes. I guess, of, I guess yeah. I've heard this a few times. Maybe you agree, but if you have the opportunity to do it with like another person that like it really feels right with like that's a huge very 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 hard to do it on your own yeah i think and i think particularly um nick and i are very yin and yang in the sense yeah. that i'm very sales focused yeah 
I'm half his age. Uh, he'll hate for me to say that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, not that I look half his age. He looks about half my age. And um, uh, so, and I think that, I think we balance out each other nicely because you've got age, which is perfect. So yeah. when I'm being too erratic, too energetic, yeah, he can, he too, can pull you back. too aggressive, he can do that. Mm. But then again, on the flip side, then I can do the same with him if he's like, no, we've got to be, I'm like, no, we yeah. need to up the ante on this. Yeah, yeah. So that works quite nicely in that sense. And I think from a sales perspective, I I love going out winning new customers. I love looking after the customers. She's still got. billing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um, can't help it. <laughs> really? Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have got off the tools a while ago, but I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like no, just hanging on. Just love it too much. Yeah, yeah, massively. Fair enough. Um, and, um, and Nick, I think particularly for the employees as well, we're like we're like chalk and cheese. If you really like me, you'll be like Nick. Ah, oh, take him or leave him. You know, type thing. Yeah, like yeah, with yeah. different people. But if you don't like me, which inevitably you're going to get people that aren't. Yeah, they'll really like Nick. Yeah. And Nick's very so like. That's important to have that. You think that's really helped you, Uncle Nick? Yeah. You know, if you ever got a problem, you go see Uncle Nick. Love like that. You know, the amount of times that I, I've spoken to people within my business and in other businesses as well, like just goes like above and beyond extra mile like kind of like <laughs> coming to work last year and he was doing somebody's mortgage application for them really writing out the form love that and i was like what are you doing in so early he's like mortgage application <laughs> i was like I really that. and he, that's uh, class but that's the thing i think particularly because of the age of the people that often we hire you, you well, need to support to them out, you need to support them outside of work as well yeah, you know yeah. it's not so good just going yeah well, you know basically we're just gonna develop them and train them like You've got to help them, like stuff like moving out. Like Harry, one of the lads that, that's worked four years now, he's worked for us. Yeah. Helped him move six months ago. Really? Yeah. On a yeah, Saturday, I went around his look, house, picked his bed up, and put it in the yeah, back of the car. Yeah, I love that. Look, I think at the end of the day, I think whatever happens in his career, like he'll never forget that. And I think, yeah. do you know what I mean? I think for me, when I, so I joined a, a real small, small boutique agency and I, I sat next to my director, the owner of the business who build throughout all the time I left. And I think yeah. I, I love that. So yeah. like if I was sat next to you and like I get contact with you all day and you actually own the business, you pay my wages, you pay my commission. Yeah. I just think that, I don't know, I love that. I think there's really something powerful about feeling valued and yeah. especially in sales because like when you, when you do well, get looked after didn't you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> massively you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to uncover because you mentioned it sort of briefly was um, like as we've said there's there's some real bad days in recruitment and you mentioned Chi there um, yeah. like what what have you done that's helped even as a business owner now right when, when you have a real tough day what, what do you tend to do so I meditate every day Yes. Yes. Love that. I do look a bit like the Buddha, though. <laughs> <laughs> How long? I love that. How long? That really, that really helped me. So I've been meditating for about three years now. So all it is is breathing exercises. That's all it is. Yeah. And it's just basically just slowing out and just basically realizing that there's more to life than all the superficial stuff and just chill out a bit. Love that. Um, yeah. The, 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 the big misconception is that you sit down and you um, don't think about anything. They're so far from what happens. Yeah. All it is is that you you basically, it's absolutely fine to think about work or think about something random, but the most important thing is that you then recognize that and you come back to your breath. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. what meditation that's is. What you know is. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's focusing on the breath um, yeah. and coming back to that. Yeah. So how has that helped you in recruitment? Yeah, 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 yeah massively. That. Love that so breath. I think, uh, so there's a, there's a few things. Like people that know me and work with me know that I'm very, very, very structured and that I'm very process orientated. Okay. Almost a robot. Really? Potentially, yeah. Which yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't think sometimes from salespeople. Yeah. But I think it's very, very important. Um 
and like meditation as part of that is particularly when I get towards the end of the day and I'm really like yeah, you know yeah, really yeah. like you know like ready yeah. to go which is sometimes just like just calms you down yeah I, I do 10-15 minutes a day every day I don't cross my legs yeah. which is a common misconception just sit, sit down yeah just, yeah just sit upright just chill do you out do it in your office no no no, no. Oh, you do, do it at home, home. Oh, okay cool like before the day starts yeah, yeah, no, uh, I, no, because if I do it before, I fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so you do it after work? Yeah, yeah, so the problem was, I, I used to do it in the mornings, yeah. because you get so relaxed, I yeah, drift yeah, off a bit. Yeah, yeah, no, that's common. Uh, so yeah, I do, I, do it, I do it every evening, and that's the thing, I do it between 6.45 and 10pm. That really? is our structure, yeah, I'm like, literally, I was like, that's my meditation time. Really? Um, Love that, mate. But, so um, how has that helped? Like, how has that, how has that helped you as a recruitment business owner as, and as a recruiter? Like, how long have you been meditating for? Right, so I was doing it on and off. Yeah for eh, two, three years. Oh, fair enough. I've been doing it solid now for a year, nice. every day. So, yeah, how's that help you then? Let's talk about that. I just feel better. Okay. I just feel better. And I think also as well, so just to give you an idea, from a business perspective, um, we are seven months into our financial year and we've hit our target already. Wow, okay. And that was what we did last year. We've gone over what we did last year yeah. already. Yeah, yeah. Um, only with a slight increase in headcount, not a massive increase in headcount. So uh, I think it like speaks volumes for like the output that we've had. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just helped me be a better person, just more chilled out. And particularly because I'm, because I'm very particular and because I drive really, really high standards. Yeah you get so uptight sometimes yeah, obviously yeah. people don't see that but what it's done it's just it's just helped me to understand like there's more to life than like worrying about some, the way somebody's prepped a cv yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there is more to life it's the yeah. bigger picture no 100 i think yeah what you're talking about there is perspective right it, it gives yeah. you some real perspective and i think for me in my experience i think look when you're having those really bad days and you've got that candidate who, who doesn't turn up on that first day what meditation really helped me with was that um, as the exercises, you, go, you, you, you find yourself going somewhere and then you come back to your breath, it helps you to take a step back. Yeah. And it's very easy in recruitment because I've been there and I've had those days where the emotions get the better of me because you're dealing with people, you're dealing with other people's emotions and you're like, yeah. why would that person let me down like that? And yeah. it's very easy to get carried away. And I think that, that's what meditation really helped me because I found it really difficult, if I'm honest, at first, when people let me down, I was like, fuck, why would they do that yeah, yeah, yeah and then meditation really helped me with that to be able to take a step back and that again i've mentioned it a lot but that, that will give you a competitive advantage because yeah. like the best recruiters will take that on the chin and go again do you know yeah, what i yeah. mean and, and just crack on and it really helped with that um so how how many um what's the headcount now of your 18 18 okay cool so how have you um how has it been um building that top, the culture that you want to you seem very positive and you you care yeah. about the people so what how have you built that and how have you how have you got to sort of 18 because that's the the 80 percent of the recruitment industry employ up to nine uh eight to ten people yeah so how, how have you found that anyway how's because that's a whole new challenge in itself, oh yeah, yeah it? of course it is yeah i think um we've only ever had two people leave touchwood <laughs> okay. um which is good um good terms or yeah, yeah. One, That's good. one got headhunted by a, um, by a customer. Yeah, fair enough. Happens. Happens, yeah. And one was commuting ridiculous time. Yeah, yeah. Wanted something closer to home. Work, still worked for us for, for four years. Love that. So, um, and I think, uh, so the biggest thing for me is growing the business, is realising, and it's only the, only the last year I've realised this, you can't do everything yourself. Ooh, full stop. Yeah. You can't. You can't, right? yeah. Even though you'd like to think you can, you can't. Yeah. Um, so you can't do everything yourself. And I think it's hiring... 
have an astringent hiring process at the front end okay. to save you the pain mi- medium to long term. Yeah, yeah. And then the people that you do hire, genuinely believing that they're going to be amazing and really getting behind them okay. type thing. So I think when when we got to like 10, 11 people, and this, what, last year, no, last roughly about 18 months ago, yeah. we hired, because we, we were like, right, We've got loads of customers. We've yeah. really broke the back of the market. Um, we're doing really, really well. We 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 panic hired. Mm. Not loads of people. Two, three people. Knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. And that was the thing, because I was like, we've got so much work on. Yeah, yeah. We need to get people in. Um, in hindsight, probably one of the worst things we did. So what um, did you learn from that then? Interview a lot hard. Like, yeah, I probably shouldn't say this. But I did... Nothing wrong I've with done... Th- so for the people we've just hired so we've just hired another hired one and hired two before yeah um so the chap we've just hired harry happy birthday harry <laughs> it's his birthday today i'm going uh, for dinner with him tonight um <laughs> and um the 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 chap that we've just hired uh, we probably did like 25 interviews really hmm. so make some make them jump through a few more hoops yes yeah, yeah and also as well it's just like uh, the, the, so one of the best things i actually started doing is getting our trainees to interview people as well Really? Yeah. So it's give me a bit of perspective as yeah, to what. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, first stage they speak. You know, he speaks to James over the telephone, James yeah. Dean. Uh, then they come in, potentially meet Nick and James yeah, face yeah. to face. Then they'd meet me, and I'd be like Sam. He'd be like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Do you go interview somebody?" He's yeah. like, "What do I ask?" I'm like, "Just, Just tell me out. if you like them. Tell me if you're qualifying candidates all day." Yeah, yeah, I love that. Just tell me how you feel. Get them involved, um, yeah. And I think also as well, particularly. What that's end on when we have wanted to hire people, they've always said yes because they're like the trainees. What they say about the business, yeah. Like the chap that we did hire had three or four offers elsewhere. Really, um, like first job in recruitment. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it's part into because, you guys. Well, because yeah, because it's it, nobody can be a better advocate for what it's like to join a company and work there and the, the, yeah. the help you get than yeah. the people that have been there six to nine months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, hundred percent. I think look, I think look, Pete. Of course that's affected because someone who's sitting there who hasn't done recruitment can see someone in front of them that was in a similar shoe, shoes as them. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And they're going to connect with that. Love that. Cool. So what I'd like to dive into mm. um, is some some particulars about billing and, and um, being successful. Because as you said, you've you've always consistently billed. And, so you're the top biller in your company now. James is slightly ahead of me at the moment. Is he? Oh. We're not talking by a lot. It's a bit of a, t- <laughs> bit of a touchy subject, but, but thankfully he's on, okay. hol- he's on holiday for cool. a month. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, okay, the first thing I'd like to ask, because I think you've got a good perspective now. Mm-hmm. Um, f- so how long has your business been um, going for now? Four years? Nearly five? Yeah, four, four and a half years. Love that, okay. So what would you say is the most common habit, firstly, that you see that prevents people taking it to the next level? What, what would you say is the... Uh, lack of structure. Okay, cool. And then, is it? Would you say then the most common habit that you've seen of people really excel is is having structure? Yeah, yeah. So the the, the best biller that I I, I worked with and and ever knew um, when I first ever joined Jam many years ago, we had a chap that worked for us. He used to do a million pound a year on perm. Wow, mental, right? Mm. Like you don't meet many of them. I don't yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. anybody else that's ever done. So that. what? Why did you, yeah? Let, let, break that down a bit. Then what was the common things that you saw? That I'm sure you replicate or learn. I went and I literally went and he was based in Manchester. I said to Nick, I went, can I go and sit next to him for two weeks? Really? When I joined, yeah. Love that. So I've been there about three, four months and I was like, he's obviously the best person in the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. It's the right mindset. Yeah, can I I go and sit next to him? 
Can what are the common you? things that you saw then? That's interesting. Uh, right. So, so there's a few things he said that really, really stuck with me. Okay. Um, like phrases and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, um, so firstly, you'd never know he's the top pillar. I mean, so, so yeah, people, people always say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right, people have these image, this image of top billers wearing pinstripe suits yeah, and yeah, yeah. shiny shoes yeah. and red ties and yeah. all that kind of stuff. They're usually the, the okay billers, right? If yeah. they, and I think they're, because, I think they're dying out. Yeah, because they're spending stock. all their money on the pinstripe suits. Exactly. <laughs> um, so the chap, the, the chap that was the top biller, married, age wise, twenty nine, maybe thirty. Okay. okay. Two kids, lived in a two-up, two-down in Manchester. Yeah. Drove a nice car, four-wheel drive, yeah. Volkswagen-type car. Yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, used to dress very unassumingly, but very smart. Yeah. Very pleasant. Yeah. Always, always like, one of these people, when a new person would join, he'd walk over to the office, a big office, you yeah. know, you've got 100 people yeah. in there. Yeah. And he'd go sit down with him and go, I just wanted to welcome you. Like, if you need yeah. anything, come pop over, come and ask me. And he was the only person that you never ever heard on the phone because he used to sit at his desk and just go, "Oh, how are you? How's things?" Like he was really? just—he had a very calming tone about mm. him, um, and he was just not what you would expect at all. He's still there now, and um, and I think uh, more than anything, something he said that really, really resonated with me. He said, "He's like, he's like, I'm not amazing." He was like, "I'm just like good every day." I'm not very good. Consistent. I'm not fantastic. But he was like, a lot of the people he's worked with, he's like, they're amazing on Monday. Tuesday, like, they're really good. Wednesday, they go out, get pissed. Yeah. Turn up Thursday, they can't do any work. Yeah. And then Friday, they kind of bumble through it way yeah, the weekend. Yeah. He's like, I don't do any of that. He was like, I come in, I just do the same thing every single day, mm. and it works. So and that was that. Con- was so humility, clearly yeah. had. Yeah. Um, and consistency consistency and that was the thing it was like consistency it was like if you do if you, if you get the basics right yeah and i'm a big believer in this as well yeah from a recruitment perspective even myself the guys that were, we don't do anything groundbreaking yeah but we just do the basics really well every day yeah, yeah and you just have to do them really well every day and if you do them really well every day you do anything for five ten years you become good at it yeah of course okay so uh, as we were looking before one of the questions that someone wanted me to ask which goes in line with this is like as you so you, you've been obviously a top biller um, mm-hmm. and a successful one. So what? How does what? What does your structured day look like? Because I, I used to structure my day, and it had a serious impact on billings and what I was doing for sure. So how how do you structure your day that has been a real great structure that served you well? Uh, so, well, I'm an early riser. Yeah. So I'm in the office usually at half six. Yeah. Quarter to seven, yeah, uh, which is pretty savage, but I love it. Um, <laughs> it's, I, and I like it as well because, particularly, I think the rush to work, I don't get involved in that. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm in, everything's calm. The, yeah. Particularly, I work, we work in the city, and it's so calm in the morning. Yeah, it's yeah, peaceful. Yeah, yeah. Get your coffee, get your breakfast, go yeah, to the yeah. office, and then what would you do in those first few hours? Oh yeah, so particularly any email legwork, any preparation. Say admin. Yeah, admin, that kind of stuff. I'd say. When when you hit half eight, you want to spend half eight to half five on the phone. Yeah. And any preparation to make you do that is where you need to... I come into... By the time I start half eight, I haven't got any emails in my inbox. Really? Action. Done. Okay. So, okay. So, up to half eight, you're doing admin, emails, prep, admin, all that. Emails. And then what... I know you said phone the rest of the day, but do you, stri- like, do you block out time for BD? Do you block so, out time for canic sourcing? What would you do? So, half eight, uh, half eight till nine is the morning meeting. 
Okay. And what that is, is basically we go around the whole room, you have 30 seconds to a minute to say what went well yesterday, what didn't, and Love ask that. if anybody's got any advice. Love that. Um, which is really important, I think. I re- yeah, I really um, like that. Because people don't get time to talk together, and particularly as the office gets bigger and bigger, there might be somebody down the end of the office that's got a great idea to help you out with the problem. Yeah, love and that. And you can't talk. Class. You know? Really um, good idea. So, and then once the day kicks off, um, if, if, right, so <clears throat> if I was a consultant yep. doing 360, my day's slightly different now because... Oh, yeah, let's talk, ex- from yeah. yeah, yeah. talk from that perspective. Yeah, talk from that perspective. I, first and foremost, will spend the first half an hour chasing up clients, interviews, CV feedback. Okay. All my jobs. Yep. And even the jobs that, even the ones that haven't got your feedback on ECVs, whatever, I'll ring them just to let you know that we're still working it. Yeah. Almost, you know, I just wanted to let you know. Nice. Because I don't think you should leave clients in the dark. No way. Or, no, this, this is not good practice. I hate that. Um, and then what I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I would then spend sourcing half nine till, uh, during the sourcing time, I turn my emails off. I was going to say, do you, yeah. I turn Smart. emails off. Um because we our database basically emails through, uh, so we have a cloud-based CRM. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to email anybody, you can do it through the CRM. Love that type thing. Um, so I turn emails off. Then do then I do sourcing in the morning because um, you've chased your clients. Sourcing yeah, yeah. in the morning, and then also because um, I'm a big believer in if you don't get hold of the candidate that you're trying to get hold of, they've then got the rest of the day to get back to you. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. So um, you do that up to what like midday. Yeah, typically, typically half eleven. Yeah, I'll do that too. Then and then I'll I'll write where I'm up to, turn emails back on. Yeah, stop sourcing for the next half an hour. Yeah, and respond to any emails that have come in or anything I need to do quickly or return calls or yeah. or whatever. Um, and then also as well, yeah, big one for me. I don't ever have my mobile phone on me. Really, ever. So if anybody needs to get hold of me, don't ring me on my mobile. Okay. Ring on my landline. Okay. Um, just because it's so easy. Do you say that to consultants as well in terms of like, because a lot of consultants now probably use their mobile to ring candidates and stuff. Uh, so would you rather than use the landline? We don't, like, so the first company I ever worked for used to have like a withheld number. That's, that's I don't, I, I think particularly, so ours is a landline number based in London. Yeah. Got to pick it up. If not, everybody checks their voicemails. Yeah, yeah. If there's somebody particularly I'm struggling to get hold of, I might go and get my phone and WhatsApp them yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think for osmosis, our consultants don't have their phones on them either. Fair Just enough. because, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're enough. kind of on the phone. Okay. Um, so you're at midday now? I'm what at midday is- now. So I have lunch every day at 12 o'clock. Yeah. Periodically. Because obviously I've been in the office since six. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. starving by yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I... I I usually try and get away from my desk because so we've got sofas and I'll sit and eat my lunch for 15, 20 minutes yeah. type thing. Yeah. Uh, bring my lunch to work um, just because going out, spending money on a sandwich that costs you 12 quid. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I agree. I've always been that type of person as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tupperware. And, um, <laughs> and uh, meal prep. And, um, <laughs> and um, then basically, yeah, then spending the next half an hour doing some more admin if anything's yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. Moment it hits one o'clock, business development. Really? Mm-hmm. To the rest of the day? Yeah. Really? Yeah, every day. There's always business development needs to be done. Yeah. And I think so partic- you do more business development than candidates? Yeah. Really? 100%. That's interesting. Yeah. Because I, I, I start candidate work after half five again. Oh, right, okay. So people finish work. <laughs> so, okay, no, fair enough. So, okay, so then, and then BD yeah. till one till, yeah, the end of the day. Um, yeah. Do you have like an admin break again in between or? No, not in between. Fair at enough. the end of it. At the end of it. At the end of it. I'll like maybe like half four or something. Yeah, I'll then right. do an admin break. And yeah, then, yeah. And then, and then you're back hitting the phones for candidates after trying to hit them after work. When, obviously, I guess if you've got some roles which you know, um, would be great if you could feel you'd stay till whatever time, but. 
Yeah. So what I always used to promise myself is Tuesdays and Thursdays I would stay till half seven. Love that. So you have an infrastructure around that where yeah. you dedicate. Fair enough. That's good. And, then I'd, le- and then I'd work till half six Monday, Wednesday, and then Fridays we we finish at four anyway. Yeah. Um, just because we're working. I really like that. Yeah. Fair enough, mate. That's solid. So one quick question around that, mm. and, and we'll we'll start wrapping up. But um. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who have the perfect structure but yep. really find it hard to stick to it. What advice would you say has helped you stick to your structure? Besides, you, obviously, you have to have an element of discipline and stick to it, but there's, obviously, we, we can de- get distracted very easily today in today's yep. world, right? So yep. has there been anything that you've sort of tweaked or changed in the last couple of years that have really helped stick to that? Turn your emails off. Yeah, I was going to say that's, that. That's what about one. LinkedIn? It's easy to scroll through that these days. Yeah, 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 just don't. Like, don't even shut, have the tab the win- open. Shut the window. Yeah, yeah, just shut it. And then anybody that, because obviously we'll do LinkedIn work, but that'll be more out of hours, more. Uh, uh, yeah, for me, I think I think LinkedIn, sourcing people through LinkedIn for me has always been a last resort because it's a lot of legwork and it yeah. is time consuming. You, I can tell you'd want to speak to humans, wouldn't you? I'm it. the same. Yeah. When I had to like dedicate like two hours to like emails and all that, oh, I found it so difficult because I was just like, oh. yeah, I was or- just copying and pasting messages. It was shite. Yeah, well, that's well, that's the thing. That's what ninety five percent of people do, don't yeah. they? And um, and the people that don't spend four or five hours on it. Yeah. And then it's like a day, and it's like, do you know what? You might you might get that really really top top person. Yeah. But it's a lot of investment, and you're rolling the dice every time you do that. Yeah. yeah because yeah. you you only get twenty working days in a month. Yeah. The best way to think of it is think of them like credits. Yeah. Would you spend one of your credits <laughs> love messaging that. people not to get anything? Yeah, I love that. Um, that's solid, mate. So um, I like that. So yeah. Cool. Okay. So um, last question before I ask you the final um, question, which I always ask everyone. And again, it was one of the questions that um, uh, people wanted me to ask. As a business owner, what? because what, there's so much recruitment tech out there now, isn't there? There's, yep. there and I'm sure you get um, sales pitches most days. Yeah. What, what's been um, your favorite, favorite piece of tech for your recruitment business that's had a, a real positive impact telephone no i'm joking um <laughs> that, that helps um favorite that's actually a really really good question um don't have to be one if there's like two i don't yeah, know yeah, what, yeah, what definitely. springs to mind source breaker's good okay yeah steve beckett if you're listening hello mate um and <laughs> okay. um yeah so source breaker i find is really really good okay. uh, good business um i think that's been particularly the concept of it's pretty simple okay but the way that they've the way they've executed it's very good so that's had an impact on your business that you've liked yeah 100 percent. okay yeah 100 percent. um anything else or just that anything else that that i've been impressed with from a tech if i told you all the technology you use i'll be giving all the secrets away yeah, no I'm joking no. <laughs> no, but anything that's like you've because look as i said like recruitment business owners will be getting sold a lot do you know what i mean so anything yeah. that's had a real positive impact if it's your source breaker that's um, cool but if there's the, the, to be fair, the, the database company we use, Chameleon Eye, is very good. Oh, we use them. Do you? Yeah. yeah. That's the, the CRM that we had, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you rate them. They've helped a lot, obviously. Better than Bullhorn. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So, um, right. So, before I ask you the last question, what's, um, what's going on in your world, mate, that you're excited about? What's going on in uh, Hamilton Barnes that you want to shout about? <sighs> what's going on at Hamilton Barnes at the moment? So, we're doing... Um, We've got, obviously got Cisco Live at the end of the month, which is going to be great, Sorry. and all the team are going, and that's going to be basically loads of networking, loads yeah. of drinking. I'm built for it, so that's that's good. <laughs> um, we're doing our charity run in May, nice. um, where we're going to be running around the Tower of London, oh, 10K wow. around the Tower of London. Um, so I'll be you sending out- for that? 
No. Well, <laughs> I should do, yeah. I definitely should do. Um, yeah. But uh, I've never got time. I'm always working. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah. So we've got we've got we've got our um, our 10k yeah. in um, in May that's coming up as nice. well, and um, we're currently looking next holiday incentive, um, which is going to be in Croatia. It's supposed to be quite good. Nice. Allegedly. Um, oh. And then uh, next year, conquer the US. Really? And again, to the US market? Yeah, yeah. Love that, mate. Love we're that. We're already in it, but we're going we're gonna to go That is in it. terms of like have people on the ground there. Yeah. Love that. Um, cool. So the question I always ask people, mate, it's the last question. Um, it, you can answer it with a sentence, a phrase. It can be whatever you want it to be. But if, if you could communicate to every single recruiter out there and they'd listen to George, they'd take on your, your advice, what would you say? Treat your candidates with respect. Yeah? That's nice and simple, mate. Nice and simple. Take care of your candidates. Clients will come. Yeah. Right. Love that. Look, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. That's all, mate. Thanks for your time. Thank you for having us. Thanks for coming in. Good stuff. Cheers, mate.